From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. This is a very special Saturday night edition of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We are fresh off of WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Saturday, which was an absolute amazing, well, well, wait, did I say that right? I mean a stupendous night for WrestleMania, a stupendous night for the WWE. This was a great, great way to start off WrestleMania this year. Oh my God. Did we see it all? But before we get into all of the happenings of WrestleMania Night 1, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I salute you guys. Thank you, everybody, who tuned in to the live Twitch stream. Our very first was massively successful. Had a lot of people join us as we watched along Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor 2022. That was an amazing show, but we're not talking all about that today. We're talking about WrestleMania Night 1. It was an amazing, amazing show. And before I talk all about it, I want to just remind you to follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And make sure you follow the Twitch because we have a lot more watch-alongs, a lot more Twitch live streams coming to you real, real soon. Now that that's all out the way. Let's get into WrestleMania Night 1. What just happened right now is nothing short of stupendous. And we're talking all about what happened earlier tonight. Right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is very late Saturday night. Actually, it is now Sunday morning. It is 12, 18 in the morning. And I... Just finished watching WrestleMania night one. Oh my God. I haven't felt this strong about a WrestleMania show in years. In years. This was by far one of the best WrestleMania shows in at least, at least the last five years. At least. We had surprises. We had debuts. We had WrestleMania moments, and boy, did we have good-ass wrestling, and that is the key. Remember what I said on this podcast before? I said, if you bring good-ass wrestling, that it's only half the battle. The stories, 
the psychology, and the moments is the most important part of professional wrestling. And this was a card full of moments. This was just insane. And I am extremely excited that there's a whole nother night of this tomorrow. Because, boy, this WrestleMania was firing on all cylinders. Let's talk about WrestleMania Saturday. America the Beautiful started off the show like it always does. We had Mark Wahlberg welcome us to the show. I was pretty hype at this point. This shit felt real, you know, WrestleMania-like. We had the Dallas Cowgirls cheerleaders. They gave us a, a dance to ACDC. And after all the pomp and circumstances, we were ready to start the show in Dallas, Texas, AT&T Stadium, starting off hot and strong. We had the SmackDown Tag Team title match, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Usos. This was a really good matchup. Unfortunately, though, Rick Boogs was injured during this matchup. He, he buckled his knee when he tried to lift both Usos on his shoulders. It was upsetting that he had to be taken out of the matchup. Shinsuke Nakamura was then hit with the 1D, which was a basically a 3D, but they're calling themselves the 1D. I mean, nonetheless... It was a great match. Speaking of 1D, speaking of the homage that they paid to the Dudley Boys, shout out to our sponsors at Three Falls Brand and their brand new Dudley Boys t-shirt. It is fucking flames. I, I, I personally bought it myself. I love the shirt. Thou shall not fuck with the Dudleys. Thank you to our sponsors at Three Falls Brand. Actually, you know what? Before I go on, I'm going to let the founder of Three Falls Brand, Mean Gene, tell you a little about the company. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Again, Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So like I said, we started out hot with a tag team title match right off the bat. Next, we got Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. To be honest, I didn't have no you know expectations from this matchup. The matchup didn't have to be that fun. I, I had a good time watching this matchup. I, I enjoyed this matchup, which I was surprised because this was one of the matches on the show that I was like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, whatever. It's probably going to be a filler match. But no, it was pretty good. McIntyre hit a huge flip dive to the outside during the matchup. Corbin hit the end of days, a move that nobody ever kicked out of until tonight where McIntyre kicks out at two. A very, very close near fall there. McIntyre hits the Claymore kick for the win. Like I said, it was surprising that I had this much fun watching this. Then after that, McIntyre goes to hit Madcap Moss with Angela the Sword, but misses. But instead, he cuts the first two ropes of the ring. Nasty. Nasty. Next, we got Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. First of all, I fucks with Dominic's gear. That homage that he paid to the one and only Eddie Guerrero with his classic AAA gear. If you know, you know. 
many people might not know that that was actually paying homage to Eddie Guerrero. But if you do, then shout out to you because you're on my level. Anyway, Dominic really impressed me in this matchup. He seemed to step it up a bit. You know what I mean? Dominic hit a beautiful twisting tope. Dominic hit the, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, the, the move where he has both his opponents in the ring and he has the arm of one. He does the springboard and then it lands on the other one's shoulders with his legs and flips both of them over. If you understood anything I just said, then shout out to you because it's hard to explain. But that's also a Eddie Guerrero staple. So a lot of paying homage to the one and only. But definitely Dominic impressed me in this matchup. The crowd was so hot. First of all, this is not just for this matchup. The crowd was so hot for the whole show. The whole show. The crowd was beautiful. It, it was awesome. Mysterio, Rey Mysterio looking like he hasn't missed a beat, by the way. Rey Mysterio fucking looking like looking like classic Rey Mysterio Jr. in there with some of these crazy-ass topes and ranas. Anyway, Logan Paul. Let's talk about Logan Paul in this. Logan Paul, he, he actually looked like he belonged. Now, I'm not the biggest Paul brother fan, but he actually looked like he belonged, and he was generating massive heat as he was... Doing the three amigos, and he did the frog splash. I mean, some people saw it as disrespect, but definitely generating massive heat. Both the Mysterios hit the 619 on Logan Paul and the double frog splash, but unbeknownst to them, the Miz actually got the blind tag on Logan Paul before this. He comes in, he hits the skull crushing finale on Rey Mysterio for the win. The Miz and Logan Paul pick up the victory. But in a shocking twist, after their hands are raised, the Miz hits the skull crushing finale on Logan Paul to a huge pop. The Paul brothers are not likable. The Paul brothers are hated. So the Miz got a huge pop for this. Next, Stephanie McMahon comes out and she wants to thank everybody. She introduces Gable Stevenson or Stevenson to the WWE Universe. That was a pretty cool, nice little moment. Next, we got, in my opinion, what was the match of the night. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Raw Women's Championship match. Now, you know, on this podcast the past couple weeks, I have been praising this storyline. I've been saying that these two women look and feel like they really hate each other. And they look like they really want to take each other out. This is not just a regular, I want to beat you, I want to win your title storyline. There is true animosity here, and that's what they made me feel. They made me feel like these two women hated each other. That drove me to this storyline. It made me want to see this matchup. So by the time this matchup actually happened, I was all on board and ready for this. I was hyped. This had the real pop and circumstances. This had the real WrestleMania feel with the entrances. Belair got a WrestleMania-worthy entrance with the marching band. You got Becky Lynch trying to channel her Lady Gaga with her entrance and her entrance gear. This was just absolutely amazing. These two women have great, great chemistry with each other. This was just an awesome, awesome match of athleticism, just brutality, physicality. Great, great matchup. In the end, Bianca Belair picks up the victory. She is your new WWE, eh, WWE Raw Women's Champion. This was a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Go out of your way to watch this matchup. It is from this moment on. This match was amazing. But after this, there was not one breather on this show. Not one break. 
Usually the WWE has little breaks in between. They have your little, you know, calm down matches. None of that. None of that. Banger after banger after banger. Because right after this amazing, amazing, amazing five-star women's world title matchup, we got Seth Rollins and his opponent, who was handpicked by Vince McMahon. And holy shit, it actually happened. No, we did not get Shane McMahon. No, it wasn't The Fiend. It happened. It was the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Now, let me tell you something. I was extremely, extremely pleased that this was a Cody Rhodes that we could say was not touched by the WWE. This was a Cody Rhodes that came out to his AEW entrance theme. This is a Cody Rhodes that came out through the stage like he did in AEW. This is a Cody Rhodes who came out with the same gear and the blonde hair and the, th- the, the goddamn... Yo, this was the, the full package. The full AEW package. And I didn't want it any other way. I said the only thing that would make me very interested in Cody Rhodes being in the WWE again is if the WWE leaves him be and lets him be exactly who he was for the past five years. And I never thought that that would actually happen. And to my surprise, it happened. He got his AEW theme song. He had the entrance that he had in AEW. He had the pyro. He had the blonde hair. He had the nickname, the American Nightmare. Mwah! Chef kiss. Beautiful, beautiful moment. This was a real WrestleMania moment. Cody Rhodes is here. Whew. After all the popping circumstance for the entrance, it's hard to remember that there's still a match to be had. And boy, was this a good matchup. Great back and forth between these two. Great chemistry between these two. This, this was dead-ass surreal to watch. This felt... Even though we know that there was a fallout with AEW, even though we know he's not with AEW, in a way, this felt like fantasy warfare. It felt like I was watching AEW versus WWE in a way. Now, I know that there's going to be a couple months of trying to shake off the AEW off of Cody, but I I, I reckon it to like AJ Styles when AJ Styles debuted, and it felt like it was like, because at the time, AJ Styles was a New Japan guy. It felt like, oh, this is New Japan versus WWE. Like the first couple of nights that AJ Styles was wrestling in the WWE. This felt like AEW versus WWE. But anyway, like I said, great chemistry. In the end, the American Nightmare wins. Awesome moment when he started to channel his inner Dusty, hitting the bionic elbow. I cannot wait to see. I can't wait to see. What the WWE does with Cody. Because Cody tonight felt like a main event star. Cody tonight felt like he could go with the best. This was an absolute fucking WrestleMania moment. And we aren't even done yet. Shit. I did not expect this shit to be this amazing. I really was so happy that I started to get those WrestleMania jitters. I got those WrestleMania jitters coming into this weekend. And I was a little worried 
that I was going to be disappointed. So far, so good. Next, we got the Hall of Fame class of 2022 coming out. Taker gets the big entrance, which is rightfully deserved. We then get the attendance uh, figures announced. It is 77,899 people. Then we got the SmackDown Women's Champion. Like I said, banger after banger after banger, and this was no different. Charlotte and Ronda Rousey was an absolute physical war. These two women traded stiff-ass shots. They were trading submission holds. This felt like it was... This shit felt like it belonged on Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, if you know what I mean. This shit felt like Pancrase. This was beautiful. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey have great chemistry with each other. It was a shame that their WrestleMania main event with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35 did not go the way I thought it was going to go because these two women have great chemistry with each other. I remember their Survivor Series match from years ago, a couple years ago, and I thought it was Ronda Rousey's best match in the WWE, bar none. And I think that that was still her best match in the WWE up until tonight. Because once again, she had magic with Charlotte. Physical battle. This wasn't even a match. This was a war. In the end, though, in the end, by my surprise, I thought Ronda Rousey truly had this one in the bag. Charlotte gets the victory. Charlotte is still your women's champion. And I like it because it took something that I thought was predictable and switched it up. I love the matchup, but in the back of my head, I was like, yo, but Ronda's going to win this. Didn't happen. What a great fucking title matchup. The women showed out on this night. As great as Cody and Seth Rollins was, the two matches of the night had to be Charlotte and Ronda and Becky and Belair. But once again, we're not even done. Main event time, Kevin Owens comes out for the KO show. He's tough-talking uh, Texas. He's berating Texas, calling them stupid, you know, the whole, the whole nine, the whole stick. Out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin to a thunderous ovation. Thunderous. Steve Austin comes out to an ovation that was Attitude Era-like. This crowd went ballistic. Huge, massive ovation. He comes out riding his ATV. Stone Cold destroys the KO set. KO tells him to cut the music. He says, have a seat. He begins to berate Austin and then says, I tricked you. I didn't ask you to come out here for a talk. I came out here because I'm looking for a fight. I'm looking for a match. In fact, I have a match in mind. A no-holds-barred match. To which Stone Cold asks the crowd, if you want to see me versus Kevin Owens in the no-holds-barred match, give me a hell yeah. And that crowd was in unison. And then we proceeded to have Stone Cold Steve Austin in his first match in 19 years. 19 years. Now, it was just great to see Stone Cold involved. I did not expect to get the match that I got, that we got. Steve Austin 
was stomping a mud hole and walking it dry, but it was a little slow. It looked like he had to shake it off a little bit. He had the jitters. Rightfully so. It's been 19 years. But once he shook off that initial jitters, and once we got into the meat and potatoes of this matchup, Stone Cold Steve Austin looked like he hasn't missed a beat. And this is coming from somebody who hasn't wrestled in 19 years. He was taking suplexes onto the concrete on the outside and popping back up. This was very Sting and AEW-esque. This was very Legend, who we are surprised could still go, going and blowing our expectations out the water. Stone Cold Steve Austin was fucking amazing. The guy looked like he didn't miss a beat. After the initial, like I said, after the initial shaking off the rust, once that rush got shook off, he kicked Kevin Owens' ass. And when Kevin Owens had offense, Stone Cold was bumping. I did not expect that. I thought if this becomes a matchup, I, first of all, I didn't even expect it to be a match. I thought it was just going to be a brawl and a fight and, you know, KO was going to get KO'd, basically. But if it became a fight and a brawl, I thought Kevin Owens was going to bump his ass off for Stone Cold, which he did. But the last thing I expected after 19 years, coming back from a surgically repaired neck, the last thing I expected was Stone Cold to be taking bumps. And he was taking bumps. A fucking suplex onto the concrete in the crowd? Dude. Dude. Steve Austin was there to boogie. That was a great, great moment. This was everything I wanted it to be. In my head, that I was also telling myself, realistically, it's not going to be Stone Cold from the past. It's just going to be a little brawl. Uh-uh. Dead wrong. This was absolutely amazing. And with that being said, WrestleMania was absolutely amazing. And we're not even done. We're not even done. WrestleMania night one could have been a standalone WrestleMania. And I would have thought that this was one of the best WrestleManias in a long, long time. In the last eight years, from WrestleMania 30 all the way to WrestleMania 38, I was a fan of two WrestleManias. And that's saying a lot. In eight years, I was a fan of WrestleMania 30. And I was a fan of WrestleMania 31. Since then, they haven't felt like mania to me. There was good matches. There was great moments. But never in those past eight years did I feel a show was as complete as this one. This one was a great fucking show. The opening matchup was good. Corbin and uh, McIntyre was fun, which I didn't expect. The Mysterios and The Miz and Logan Paul, I didn't expect to like that. I don't like the Paul brothers. Great fucking match, though. Mad fun. But after that, like I said, that's when we got into the real McCoy, the real meat and potatoes. This is when it was real. This was 
WrestleMania. This felt like WrestleMania. It was banger after banger after banger. And this did not disappoint at all. From Becky and Belair being a fucking classic. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes returning, having his WrestleMania moment, having an amazing matchup, having the crowd on his side, having it be fantasy warfare. That was awesome. Then right after that, we got a war between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. And then after that, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the ring after 19 years. And that's how we go off the air? There was nothing that missed. There was nothing that missed on the show. There was no thumbs down. There was no, oh, well, this is the only thing I didn't like. There was none of that. And we're not even done. Tomorrow, we got Edge versus AJ Styles in a dream match. We have a Raw Tag Team 3-Way that you know is going to be amazing because the Street Profits always put up great matches. Randy Orton and Riddle are a great tag team. Randy Orton's a fucking legend. You have Gable and uh, and Otis, who's been having great matches, so you know that match is going to deliver. And when all is said and done, we have... The battle of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which is being billed as the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time, where they are going to crown a undisputed WWE champion. We're not even done. If tomorrow is even a fraction of as good as tonight was, this WrestleMania may go down in history as top 10. And that's all I'm going to say. So without all the check me out on this and follow me on this, I'm just going to say this. You better tune in to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast tomorrow night as I talk about WrestleMania Night 2. I love you guys. Enjoy WrestleMania Night 2. If you enjoyed WrestleMania Night 1, then tell me what was your favorite matchup. Hit me up. Do all that good shit on Instagram, social medias. I don't care what it is. Just hit me up. Talk to me. I love my fans. I salute my wrestling DeLorean passengers. Without you, there is no me. You're the best. Thank you so much. Catch you guys tomorrow here on the WrestleMania edition of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Love you guys. Second tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up some. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. 
Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do. If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do. Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you. Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal. I think it's like a tough in the hood. Bitches let a drink in the club. To the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. To the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. To the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life. Answer yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 